Welcome to C-Suite Radio. It's time for another edition of The Brett Allen Show. It's go time, you and me! Join us weekly for the latest pop culture interviews from your favorite TV shows, movies, comedians, and so much more. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you, it felt good. Plus, you never know who will drop by. What happened here was a miracle. Now, here is your host. I said throw down, boy. Welcome to the night's main event. Brett Allen. Returning to the Brett Allen Show, once again, we're very lucky to have our guest today, Ed Begley Jr. We're going to talk about his book, To the Temple of Tranquility, and step on it. And of course, an update on all of his earth-friendly, eco-friendly products that he... We talked about this the last time he was on. And also, we're coming off of a huge strike, so we can talk about other things too, which I'm very excited about. But Ed, it's great to have you again. Thank you for your time and for coming back onto the show. Brett, thanks so much for having me, buddy. Yes. Well, let's get an update on your eco-friendly product line. I've been following you on social media. You've been doing lots of press and you've been riding your bike to a lot of locations, uh, which I think is very cool. But uh, I think the last time we spoke, we just touched on the products that you have available, but would love to get some updates on that and how the product line has become more robust and exactly what's happening these days with all of that. Well, we got some wonderful non-toxic products to use with your pets. We got a waterless pet shampoo and what have you. You know, years ago, I started using vinegar and water, you know, to clean around the house and baking soda because it was non-toxic. And that was all well and good to use that stuff. But it's got to also clean aggressively. It can't be secondhand, can't be second rate. So our products are very, very good in cleaning up different spills and things. We've got lots of different cleaning products in many parts of the country. But the in Costco now, we have our waterless pet wash, and it's just fantastic. Pets love it because you don't want to have something toxic around your pets. Their body weight is so low, you know, when you have something that has toxic elements and it, it really can make them feel bad and eventually get sick. Yeah, that's fantastic. I was just going through your website uh, before we started talking and noticed you had expanded those products. So you got them in Costco now and other places. Um, I'm also just curious to know, you know, I think it's been a while since we spoke last, but people were, you know, looking into these products. We bought a couple of them for some of our pets and uh, just cleaning products around the house. I think before we had just ordered them prior to our conversation, but it's a standard here in my house when it comes to cleaning. I think it's important to have that sort of stuff, especially when you have small children around like I do. And uh, is there a plan to get some of these other products out in a more public space as well? Or is the website and that sort of thing still the place to go um, for all of that? For now, it's at Costco and on the website, but we're going to expand and get it out there in lots of stores. We hope to be in Target soon. We hope to be at uh petco and lots of other places you know they're really good products it's just been word of mouth so far that's been promoting it. it's a small company i work with uh this wonderful company called bays and they do great stuff lab clean is also what their division that i'm working with directly this great guy mark cunningham and he has the best non-toxic formulas out there 
They clean very well, and it's very inexpensive. It's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. Yeah, that's the one thing I appreciate is not overly expensive. And <clears throat> the other thing I really enjoy, too, is the fact that, you know, you're very clear and upfront about what's in the product, which I think is important for a lot of people for sure. Yeah, you've got these pets crawling around on the floor, putting their paws in the mouth, little babies crawling on the floor, putting their fingers and toes in the mouth. You don't want to use a toxic floor cleaner. You know, I'm out there with my friends and people that I've just met sometimes protesting a hazardous waste site, you know, and many people don't realize the, the worst hazardous waste site is not near your home. It's in your home. It's under your sink. You're creating it yourself by buying all these toxic products. Stop buying them. Get into non-toxic products. Mine are very good. Seventh Generation also makes wonderful stuff. You know, we're very kind of supportive of each other around here. Ecos is another wonderful line of non-toxic products. Get something. If you don't get mine, get somebody's. And use it. And if you like it, keep using it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's very great. And again, like before, we'll link uh, your website to the show notes so people can access that. We're going to be ordering more. Uh, and with Christmas around the corner, hey, I mean, it's a good gift idea, I would say for sure. A great gift idea. And also another great gift idea that doesn't have any heavy liquid to ship, a book. A book rate can be very nice. I've got a lovely book uh, right now called To the Temple of Tranquility and Step on It. Yes. Well, I just finished reading the book this weekend. I love some of the stories that you tell in this book. It is such a great idea. I said this before, and I really do mean it. You've just really had such an iconic career, but I would say most people probably don't know a lot about just you personally and your background and growing up and your family life experiences, which I really enjoyed reading, which I think shapes you as an actor. So I know you've been doing tons of press on this and a lot of people have asked, you know, why the book now and that sort of thing. So I want to go at it from a different angle. You talk about a lot in this book. How do you even begin to choose some of these stories to share all of these personal experiences because you really have lived a full life, uh, both on and off screen. It started innocently enough. My daughter Hayden came to me with her smartphone in hand saying, dad, I want to capture some of these stories while you still remember them. You know, what was <laughs> okay. life like when you were a kid before they had, you know, movable type and talkies. Tell me what was like, what was it like, you know, in the Pleistocene age when you were growing up? And so I started telling these stories, but she has a life. She wasn't there all the time. I went, I got to start taking notes on my computer before I forget some of these stories for my daughter. I'll start writing it down now. And that's when it happened, Brett. The keyboard became like a Ouija board that actually worked and took me to this place and that place and remembered these things from five decades ago I hadn't thought of in, you know, nearly that long. Smoking a joint with Charles Manson before we even knew who that was, what that meant getting advice from Robert Blake on how to get rid of a gun by throwing it in a dumpster, charging <laughs> my car at O.J. Simpson house, O.J. Simpson's house, Cato Kalen would show me where to plug in near the wall. Yes, you heard me right, that Cato, that wall. So it was all this crazy stuff. I felt like that character Zelig or Forrest Gump or Chauncey Gardner from those wonderful movies, you know, where this guy was kind of clueless as to how he got there. And I feel exactly like that character, to be honest. Yes, I think that is just a great idea. I mean, some of these stories are just phenomenally told. And I it's great that your children 
encourage you to do this. I think a lot of people will benefit from it. I I will say that interesting story about OJ's house and Cato. I I I mean, you tell a lot of great stories, but I think that's probably one of the best. Also, you hanging out with uh, Charles Manson before anybody knew who he was. So you're writing these down, you're telling these stories. How does the editing process work to decide what to include in the book and what not to include? Because there are so many. I mean, it's 240 some pages of just story after story and just revealing yourself to people. I would read it for friends and family members. You know, my friend Mark Bahanian was key in writing this book because I kept reading these different chapters to him and he would laugh at all the right places. I went, okay, this is good. I'm going to stay with this. I'm getting the laughs I had hoped for. You never know. Sometimes you tell a joke and it's a dud. It, it lands with a plop. But that was not the case with this. I was getting good laughs and I went, I'm going to stay with it. Pretty soon I had 45 pages, then 85, then 100 something. Then pretty soon I had 200 some odd pages. And I had a, a wonderful uh, a literary agent, David Vigliano, and I got with the Hachette Book Group, a great publisher. And here we are a year and a half later, and people are really enjoying the book. I'm very grateful. Yeah. As I mentioned, I finished reading it this weekend. <clears throat> and I tell you, I, I as someone who has watched you on screen and in interviews, I did talk about this the last time, both past and present projects. I think that it's just fun to get to know you a little bit more on a personal level. I mean, we've had you on the show twice now. Thank you to your publicist for allowing us to have you on and to just talk about your life. But I think out of all of this, just reading about your childhood, to me, I find the most interesting because you just you 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 grew up in a very what I would consider normal household. You you spend time with family with with your parents and just doing all these different things. When you are telling these stories about growing up, how do those memories affect you? Just remembering some of the things uh, you mentioned at the very beginning of the book, obviously, you know, you talk about sitting in the backseat of your father's car uh, in a very hot environment and just, you remember those things. And for some, it might be jarring for some, it might be like, that's an interesting story to tell, but like, how does it affect you personally, uh, Ed, just remembering these things and and hearkening back to them now, uh, especially after where you're at in your life now and how much success you've had as an actor and storyteller? Well, that was the shock of it, you know, to be driving to get my birth certificate so I could get my driver's license and looking at that page for the first time, and realizing there's no mother's name on my birth certificate. Why was that? And my dad lets loose with a bombshell. I said, well, she... The woman that you thought was your mother was not your mother. This woman was your mother. And it's like major explosion in my cranium. And like I, I couldn't believe it. I was shocked beyond words and and didn't process it very well at first. I decided I'd start numbing those feelings with first pills and then, you know, uh, alcohol and pot and all kinds of things. And I can tell you right now it doesn't work. No, it does not. <laughs> it has to be also very therapeutic, too, I would imagine, to tell some of these stories and put them on paper, uh, not only for yourself, but as you mentioned, for your your children to have this uh, account of your life. Yeah, that's who I wrote it for. I was just doing it for them to write up a little personal kind of, you know, bound thing. Perhaps I go to 
staples and have it bound like a real book. I wasn't sure what I was going to do with it, but definitely give it to my kids and grandkids. And people started reading it and really liking it and laughing a lot. So I went, maybe there's more to it than just, you know, family life. And uh, here we are. Yes. Well, again, just such a great book. If there was one message or one thing that you want the just average reader to take from it, is there one thing that you hope sticks with people? Because, I mean, there's so many great life lessons for me, uh, even now as a father, you know, to just outside of the Hollywood career part (laughs) uh, and some of these crazy stories that you've told. Yeah, my advice is to slow down and grab the moment, live in the now, be present. Otherwise, you're going to miss it. You know, I raced around like my dad. I got that from him. He was always on the go and never seemed to really enjoy the moments as they were happening. I urge you to do just that, to capture this moment. Here comes right now, Brett, this one, where we are together, you and I, in this miraculous electronic device, but we're present for each other. We're in the moment. We're enjoying it. I assume you're enjoying it. I certainly am. No, no, always. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm talking to you of all people. I said this before, you know, and I'll say it again, even prior to the first conversation, I would have never imagined having a conversation with you, uh, let alone anybody through Zoom and technology. Uh, And it's just fascinating. I, I think that is the one thing I definitely took from it was just life moves very fast. You know what I'm saying? And you just, I mean, I've been in Colorado now for over a year Um, It's been two years almost since we spoke the last time and it's great, you know, to have shared time with you. I love the fact that you're very active on social media and well, with your daughters, I think I watched a video where you were charging your charging your Tesla and timing it. I mean, that's just, (laughs) those are fun moments uh, to have out in the world. I would imagine uh, to see Ed Begley Jr. Just having very candid moments with your kids. Um, That just has to be fun for you, I would imagine. It is. And uh, I've gotten very good at being present. You know, we all have to remember from the past so we don't make the same mistakes. We have to plan for the future. I acknowledge that. But as much time as you can spend in the present and not spend too much time in the past or the future is the key to what I find a great deal of serenity, a great deal of happiness. And I urge people to try it to try to be present, be in the moment now. Best way I found to trigger it is to just start with your breath and focus on your breath and slowly breathe in and breathe out. And then be present to the person you're with, which is you in this case. And I'm elated to be with you again, Brett. You're always a delight to talk to. Yes. Well, I think as we wrap here, the last time we spoke, you were in the throes of wrapping Better Call Saul and Young Sheldon and those projects Better Call Saul has ended. Obviously, that was a great show. Great uh, a tra- show. A, a, almost a Hamlet tragedy ending in some ways, uh, the way that it all ended. But of course, Young Sheldon, I did want to ask, I, I've been looking online now that the strike is over. Has Young Sheldon, has that ended for you now or is it still continuing? What's the scoop on that? Because I'm kind of, I know a lot of things are just starting to unearth themselves again now that this history-making strike uh, has ended. They want to keep every character's uh, new appearance in a new season a secret, but I'll tell you, I'm very happy that I'm going to be back working with some friends that I've worked with in the past. 
Okay. And you can speculate who they might be. But I've got <laughs> some surprises coming, and uh, but some old friends I get to visit with, and you're going to like it. I hope you like it as much as I do, Brett. Yeah. Well, there you go. We've said enough. Well, the book is fantastic. Again, are, are you going to do an audio version at some point, or is it just going to? It. It's okay. out there already. Yeah. Audible. Okay. Fantastic. Well, if people want to read the book uh, and gain access to it, um, how are they able to do that, Ed? Amazon is fine. Barnes and Noble, your local bookstore. You know, you can buy it online in a number of ways. A Kindle book and. It's a it's a lovely book. It's printed on recycled paper, of course, and uh, people are really enjoying it. Most most important, I gotta remember to tell people that it's a comedy. It's a it's a humorous book, and everybody seems to laugh at it. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Well, I really truly enjoyed it, and as always, and it's such a pleasure to chat with you. And again, just coming from the perspective of a fan of your career, uh, all of the great projects that you've done. I did want to ask you, you know, out of everything, is there one that stands out the most to you or the one that you, a character that you relate to the most, or has it all just been one fantastic experience after another? It's been one fantastic experience after another, but it'd be a liar if I didn't tell you that working with Meryl Streep was a high point in my life. <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah. She just seems like one of the most amazing people on the planet. She has added more. Yeah, I can't imagine. Well, Ed, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your your just sharing a moment with us here and, of course, your team. And uh, I really enjoyed the book. It was a lot of fun. You're a dear friend to read it, Brad. So good to talk to you again. Yeah, absolutely, Ed. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening and being a part of today's conversation. Thank you! If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider sharing it with a friend. It's absolutely free. A major proportion. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. And remember, we care. <laughs>